There's push no button. one. Yeah. Push yeah. button. Damn it, woman, push the button. Oh, push sorry, we're live. <laughs> I pushed the button. Don't beat me, Massa. I'm good. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. Uh, Facebook just told me we're live. Thank you. Oh, good. I got to find it on mine. And, and um, hey, guess what? PayPal sent me another message. Oh, yeah, I'm still <laughs> in my continues. I am in my endless loop with this purchase. I still haven't gotten. And they're like, well, if indeed you did not receive the message, uh, the uh, the package, then we can escalate. I'm like, yeah, I already did that. It's like escalated, mofo. Yeah, yeah. We, we've escalated and escalated. Oh, there's Jess already. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. Hey. Five in five seconds. Four. Guess what? Neither Three. one of them are muted. One. Good evening, everybody. Uh, we have actually two guests with us right now, and me and Mama Dia are here. We are going to play a short little video telling you about Cassie Pig, her book, uh, what she does. That is our guest, and then our surprise little guest, my daughter, is here with us as well. They'll be with us as soon as the video ends. So we'll be right back. It was a surprise. You weren't supposed to tell nobody. Shh. She can't keep a secret. Good evening, everybody. I am Gina B. And the place to be is here with me and Mama D every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the Fox Den. Tonight, our guest is Cassie Pig. She recently published Mummy's Got a Tramp Stamp, which has already climbed to the bestseller lists in a few categories on Amazon and she created a helpful site for moms. She says she's no one special, just a mom with a tramp stamp that survived a battle with severe postpartum anxiety. And this is not a how-to guide to motherhood. This is her true story. Now, suicide is the second leading cause of mortality postpartum, and this is unacceptable. She believes that she survived to tell her story. In 2018, there were around 3.79 million live births in the United States alone. Advocacy groups say that one in five women suffer from postpartum depression or anxiety. That's 758,000 women per year in the U.S. that can personally relate to her story. She says she's not a freaky martyr, trying to spout out all these scary statistics. Rather, she's just a mom that survived the BS and wants to help other moms that may be struggling, because this is a problem. After the birth of her daughter, she experienced severe postpartum anxiety. At the time, she didn't even know that postpartum depression existed. She had heard about it, but she didn't think it was a real thing. Why? Because no one talks about it. Society expects all new mothers to be blissfully happy after giving birth. But this is not always the case. Our body's just been ripped open. Our hormones immediately start conspiring against us. We are not okay postpartum, and that's okay. But she wants to change that. She wants to get in the trenches with you. She feels we need to do some real talking about the real BS that comes along with being a mom. Now she's doing the best she can as a mom, and yes, that is okay. You can learn more about her and her book at mommysgotatrampstamp.com. And welcome, Cassie, to the Foxta. And boom, we're all here. Hi, Jess. 
<laughs> oh, hold on a second. All right. We're all okay, on. I did, I did, don't touch it. No touch. <laughs> no touching. Hello. Hi, Jess. Hi, hi, Cassie, and um, and thanks for coming on, Jess. Appreciate it. You being a new mom and all. Um, now, Cassie, in that video, you know, well, actually, you know what I have to say first. If you guys are offended by swearing, <laughs> this might not be the book. No, no. Okay, just because <laughs> I mean, honest to God, reading this book, I was eighteen pages, eighteen pages in, and I. I I got out in touch with mom and I said, mom, if she, she has, yeah, if she has a swear jar for a college fund for this child, they're going to Ivy League. She was going to Ivy League um, at like two months with my swear jar. So yeah, it's fine. That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. So, so oh, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's the thing. If you're, you know, if you're offended by the language, then, you know, um, by all means, don't don't get the book. But if it doesn't bother you, the book is fantastic. It, it, it is it is funny. It covers all the mom topics, and you know it, it's it, it's straight from a, a real person. So you know I could relate. It brought back a lot of memories for me. But I did she relate. Can relate from uh, cuss words. Never mind. Yeah, but that too. That too. That too. I got to be bleeped all the time. Actually, I think what's well, really important I, is like a lot of the thoughts that you had, like were basically like taking the words right out of my mouth. If I could say them out loud. I was reading, I read like certain parts of what you had said and I was could totally relate. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot there. That, um, you know, being a new mom, you don't really want to say, you know, actually like people. Right now, my son's like throwing stuff as we speak. So, <laughs> well, and I think that's a good point, Jess, because that's you know that's part of the reason why I wrote the book, and that's part of the problem. Is a lot of moms don't like they don't feel comfortable talking about these things. I know for me, you know, I kind of started talking about it with some of my friends, and like several of my good friends were like, "Oh yeah, I went something similar through something similar to that," and I'm like. Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you right. worry? You know, <laughs> but I think you know yeah. that's part of the stigma around it is people are kind of scared to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Plus, I think, and because it's a woman's issue, you know what I mean. It's what women go through. If men went through this, you damn straight, it would be high on the priority list of something to to be said, done, or all kinds of therapy around the subject. But because it's a woman, it gets put on the back burner. Yeah. I mean, I was crazy at one morning, like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I wrote my congressman about like how um, like daycare was like forcing me to. They were like, oh, well, you have to pay to hold your son's spot and or you're going to lose your spot. And I had been put on a waiting list for like nine months. Like when as soon as I got pregnant, I got put on the waiting list. So like I, I got so mad at that. I was like 3 a.m. writing like my congressman. I mean, just little things like that. It was like infuriating to me. I was like, I cannot believe I have to pay daycare services and I'm not even going to use them because I'm still on maternity leave and like all these things, like it's just things that you never think you would deal with, definitely deal with stuff. And I just remember being like really mad about it. Like I'm going to write my congressman, like being like so pissed. I was like, this is stupid. 
That's awesome yeah. that you that you did that though. And there there is a group um, called Mom Congress, and it is a, a group that goes in um, and kind of works on you know they work on legislation and all, all these different things specifically geared towards moms. So um, yeah, I really need to be on it because like federally speaking, we like had something come up where. I was supposed to be promoted and they're like, oh, well, you had to use leave without pay at some point. That's why you're not being promoted. And I'm like, well, I had a baby yeah. and they didn't promote me on time because I had a baby and I had to take leave without pay because I'm federally employed and we don't have maternity leave. We take our own leave. Excuse me? Yes, oh, I know. I'm, yes. Okay, I'm a Canadian, so I'm having an issue with this right now. <laughs> even even a guy, his fathers have paternity leave and it's paid by the government. So why right. is it you guys? And, I, and I'm a federal employee. So like you would think I work for the government and that that's like, yeah. here, I had to use my own leave. I had to save up all my leave and um, use my own leave. And then what I did is I had to use leave without pay and like weave it in. And they said, oh, because you use leave without pay while you were on maternity leave for the three or four months that I got uh, was basically three months that I didn't, that they weren't going to. They weren't gonna pay. This is my son right now. Hi, Gucci. That's my got penalized for having the baby. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I like got really upset by that and I was like, I cannot believe that. So uh yeah, so that I mean that's the thing. That's the thing that happened to me. And I'm still yeah, and like Yeah, unfortunately your story is probably not that uncommon and and mama d i mean in here in the u.s we don't have any kind of guaranteed maternity leave or anything like that we have fmla that guarantees our job for 12 weeks if we if we take leave but it's not paid it doesn't you know there's no there's no guarantee right. i don't get this yeah. yeah i know canada don't you get a year too like a year of uh maternity yeah, get a year maternity leave yep and it's paid and dads get, I think it's um, three months, 90 days. Yeah. Put them we leave. get zero. Zero. <laughs> Crazy. Y'all just going amazing. up to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> We're all moving to Canada. We're all going in. Yeah. Make well, except we can't get in. We can't get in right now. COVID-19, you well, can't get yeah. into Canada. <laughs> I got connections at the border. <laughs> yeah, I can't even get someone on the damn phone because of COVID nineteen. <clears throat> I'm in an endless loop with that stupid thing and PayPal and UPS and everybody else. Oh yeah. Well due to COVID nineteen, we can't put anyone on the phone. So, you know, you're on your own click. You're on the phone. You're not COVID this there's no con no oh you it's an excuse to rip people yeah. off. You know, so that that gets me mad. Bob is saying hi, Jess and Jake. Hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, but, but to back up, all right. So now we just kind of like went off on these big tangents. Okay. Now you did write Cassie, author, okay. She did write the um, Mommy's Got a Tramp Stamp book, and I do have. Well, actually, I have the nicer picture yeah. here. That's better that way. That one right there. Mommy Got a Tramp Stamp. That's the book. Mom stuff is a site she made as well. So let's start with. Um, the book, right? So what was it? What what happened that really just made you write this book? So, I mean, it kind of goes back with what, what I was saying to Jess. It was just kind of, it sparked from having these conversations with my friends and, you know, them saying that they went through similar things and, and 
nobody was talking about it. And that was, I think that was probably the biggest problem for me was that no, like I didn't even really know what postpartum depression was because no one's really talked about it. You know, it wasn't really, it may have been mentioned in one of my prenatal visits, but I don't even know if, if it really was. And um, I, I just didn't know until it hit me in the face. And I just kind of thought, hey, like, it shouldn't be like this, first of all, like we, this should be something that we should be open to talk about because it's like, it's a completely normal thing. I mean, you think about what your body's just been through and your environment is completely shifted and your hormones are all whacked out. I mean, it's like, it's normal to be a little crazy. And that's why, I mean, that's part of the reason why I just felt like I needed to do this so that no other moms felt so bombarded like I did, I guess. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like my, my kids are, she's my oldest, right? my, my youngest, the two pregnancies are completely different. Right. And the kids are completely different. Right. But with Jess, I had pretty much an, you know, I was a nervous wreck myself personally, because new thing, oh my God, you know, life into the world, I got to eat oranges and apples and this and every day and take my vitamins, and, you know, all this stuff. They're like, oh my God. But, and it was crazy. And, but the second, my second one, my hormones, like, it was like a cycle. Yeah. And this is the one that's like born so calm, but you know, I'm like throwing stuff at Jess, at your dad, as he's coming home from work. We lived on the upstairs from my sister's house in a, we rented an apartment up there. So there's stairs going up. So it's upstairs. I'm throwing things like TVs down on top of him. And I, now this is like, you know, 30 plus years ago. So, you know, they want these little flat screen TVs. These are big ass TVs. And I'm throwing mm -hmm. get out. <laughs> you know, and it's because my hormones went like crazy. I wasn't even, you know, and that was like right at the beginning of the pregnancy. So like, I'm like, you could do something because I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's funny. I just did a quick search because I knew there was another name for postpartum depression. Depression. They used to call it the baby blues. Yeah, you have a you have a different thing for that, right? You have two. Different yeah, so they're totally, totally different. So like the baby blues is pretty normal and it happens to like 80 plus percent of women. Um, but it's it's short term. It only lasts for a few weeks postpartum, Sorry. whereas postpartum depression, it can develop anywhere in the first year of a baby's life they say even it can develop even later um but technically by definition anywhere in the first year and it can last years um so it's different in length and severity um well, i was speaking to a counselor and she was saying pretty much like you know i guess like i'm in the military so i'm a little bit of a control freak and so I went to counseling like right after I had the baby because I started getting like anxiety and like, overwhelmed and I just felt like I couldn't get, you know, that momentum, you know, or it was like really tough, you know, it's just tough and it's all on you. Like I read that part about like hating your partner. I hated my partner because like he couldn't participate as mm -hmm. much. He, you know, he obviously like I was breastfeeding. So there was that and, you know, it basically like Jake, took to me better. So like, I didn't really get the breaks I feel like that I needed or deserved or whatever. So she basically explained, and it was like helpful to me was that, um, 
you know, you can uh, just let go of, um, you know, like the thing is, is like with a child, you don't have control anymore. It's like your environment lost all that control. So like, you know, you just have to learn your new environment and, you know, and, and basically get that expectation out of your head. And I was like, oh, what? You know, because like, you, you basically are uh, like lost your control, you know? Yeah. Oh, and that was hard for me too, just because I'm like, I'm like your typical type A, you know, yeah. personality, everything needs to be a certain way. And yeah, that flew out the freaking window after having a baby, nothing. And I mean, now she's almost two and there's not, there's no sense of control whatsoever. Right. And let me tell you, going, it going doesn't get any better. With all the stuff all over your, your clothes and everything and trying to breastfeed. She was pumping all the time because you really had a problem with latching. Mm. You know, that's a huge issue for women is, you know, try, you had a hard time, Jess, you know, trying to get Jake to, you know, breastfeed at first. She was getting all upset. You know, we're all in the hospital. It's like, it's all right. It's going to take time. It's never going to work. I'm like, it's going to work. It's going to work. <laughs> you know, and then she got the pumps. That, you know, I hated it though. I hated breastfeeding. It was like another thing. It was like another challenge and it's another set of nightmares. Oh, can't. Yeah, we, it just never worked. So like, I, I just finally got to the point where I was just, I was basically so pissed that I'm just like, screw it. I'm not even gonna, I, I'm just gonna pump. And I just strapped my boobs to a vacuum for the next eight yeah. months. And that was a whole new. And they got killer ones too. And you ended up getting the hospital ones, right? Because I think, Jesse, you did too. Didn't you get the hospital yeah. thing? Yeah. I mean, this, these machines are pretty freaking hefty, you know? I mean, you go back 30 plus years ago when, you know, I had kids. I don't know how old your kids are, mama. But, you know, we, we had bumps, but they weren't these. Holy cow. Yeah, no. <laughs> you get nowadays. Oh, my God. But the thing about it is, is it takes time. And so like everything you're doing, you're like trying to sleep, you're trying to like manage and, and all these things take time. And it's just like, you never have, you don't even have time to eat. I feel like I forgot to eat like date. I was like, oh yeah, I should probably eat something. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're just going through, Yeah. I don't yeah. know, survival yeah. mode. It was really hard. Yeah. I, I think it's really hard. It's, I've had lots of jobs in my life. Like I've been to Iraq and I told this lady, I was like, cause I was like super emotional. I was like, this is the hardest job I've ever had in my whole life, whole life. Like, that's true. I mean, it is 100% and keeping him alive. Yeah. Yes. You got to keep that kid alive. Yes. That's yes. So the mother, mother will have a hissy fit. Yeah, teach him how to communicate and be nice and, you know, nice, nice and not rip the, you know, ears off the cats and, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's just the point. It's not just like, okay, you think it's a big deal because you have a human life that's solely dependent on you for survival, but then it's all the other things too. Mm -hmm. Like you have to teach them to be like a real human and not a cave animal you know like it's there's so much that goes into it that just like i don't know it's like literally it's like you're saying it is the hardest it's the hardest thing i've ever done in my life and i mean i've never i've never been to iraq but you know 
Uh, that was insane. When she first went to Iraq, oh, my God. That was when shock and awe and everything was happening. And it was on news every day. So here um, I am, a mom. My, you know, it's one thing if you have sons going off to war, you're still going to panic. But your son, right? It's my daughter, right? And she's in shock and awe. It's on television. Every time I come home from work, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, watching all the craziness, you know. And where she was, it wasn't as bad as, like, you know, some of these areas. But it was bad enough. And oh. it's... That's what she thinks, anyways. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't bad at all. She's like, "What's that noise?" I'm like, "Oh, they're just moving stuff. It's fine. I gotta let you go, though." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I don't want to know. She told me some stuff later, but I'm like, "Okay, that's enough. That's enough." <laughs> Thanks, mom. I love you. Mm. Here, let me tell yeah. you all this stuff. Then just stop bugging you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like reading your book though, I felt uh, like compelled to like maybe write like in my own story or like you know add to it. Like I, like my mom says like she was reading it and she like showed me excerpts and stuff, and then I started reading it and I was like I can totally relate to a lot of like almost all of it. And I had a friend before me that had a baby and I didn't know if she had postpartum either, but she would like tell me like her son looks like an alien, and I'm like he's beautiful. And she had the, she had it like instantly. Like as soon as she had the baby, she felt very disconnected to him. She didn't mm -hmm. feel like the attachment, and she like didn't even want to like really hold him. And I was like, he's beautiful. You need to hold him. Like he's great, you know. And I I didn't really understand that because you know we don't people don't really talk about no. it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I don't I don't understand what's going on, you know. And then, like, you know, having gone through it myself, I felt like an instant connection with him. But I felt like also this extreme, overwhelming, like, sinking feeling. Like, you know, it's just so hard. And you just really, I don't know, I just the, the breaks and the things like that. So I just, I, like, really appreciated reading that. Because I felt like it was nice to hear someone else's story, you know? Well, thank you. And I mean, honestly, like if you feel compelled to do it, you should do it because there needs to be, I mean, there needs to be more stories out there like that because, you know, I, I'm going to, you're going to relate to somebody differently than how I'm going to relate to somebody. And, you know, I think the more that we can arm new moms with information, first of all, and then just like almost, it's almost like a sense of camaraderie you know like you you realize that okay like i i'm having these feelings that are really messed up but i'm not the only one that's having them so maybe yeah. i'm because i think that's part of it too is like we're worried yeah. about like that we're gonna be that something's wrong with us you know at least i think maybe for me that's how i felt like something was wrong with me at first yeah and i would definitely say that 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 is very scary um thought too because I felt the same way like I like made myself go to counseling because I was like I can't get a control over like for me I got like so overwhelmed mm -hmm. it was just really difficult and I felt like a lot alone even though maybe I so much you know my sister came and she really helped me a lot and you know, my mom was there for the whole thing and god that I feel bad for her I was like an emotional wreck Poor lady, like, it's like a nightmare. Yeah, you know, like, the whole process is just really difficult. And I had a lot of support, but I also felt very alone. And mm -hmm. I think, like, um, like, reading what you said, you know, like, about 
you know, even though you had support, you felt that way, like, a bit. Those are the things that I could really relate with because it is, like, on this to the beginning solely on you kind of almost feeling. Yeah. But you have a blog right now on your blog and you're in, you have a podcast as well. Now are those places where like Jess could vent, you know, yeah. her story. Yeah, absolutely. I always, I love to have, I love to have other moms do like guest posts on my blog. Um, my pod, our podcast, it's me and one of my girlfriends that, that do it. It kind of got stalled out um, due to COVID because she was just coming over to my house and we were doing it because we're not like, you know, tech savvy enough to do all this stuff. It's like, easy to do it this way. It's easy. <laughs> well, so we're just like, ask her, we'll put it on hold until, plus it's a, it's a chance for us, you know, to get together and drink wine and do that. Grab a wine and she'll be right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> also, we don't drink on this show. That's, that's sometimes we really need it. <laughs> like water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good stuff. Not alcoholic beverages. Yep. Yeah, I know. That's feeling. Okay, I, know. I might have to like mute your microphone if you started drinking on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be so much better. Uh, <laughs> all well, depends on the topic and who the guest is. It goes. Well, yeah. yeah. It can either make you mellower or, or, or burn. There will be a lot of amens oh. going on. <laughs> amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> no, baby. Not now. Don't vacuum. The swear jar might get a little fuller, too. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> in multi-languages, darling. Yeah. This is what's happening in my house right now. swearing in French. Oh, oh you're going to vacuum. Oh, so vacuum. He's going to clean the house. Yay. Yay. Clean the house. Mom's going to turn it on. He wants me to turn it on. There's no way. It's because I'm on this. That's why he wants me to turn it on. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can distract her. Hi, George. Hey, George. We love you. <laughs> okay, a, a guest in the chat room says, stand up and take a bow, ladies. I watched 12 hours of childbirth and I was exa exhausted. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a C-section. I'm not going to ask whether it was live or a video, so... Yeah. Mama is the only one that had natural childbirth in this room. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had two sections. The first one yes, was a nightmare. I, I had a, a crazy ass doctor. Oh my God. Dr. Borno. He's got to be long dead. Oh, but he was an old man. And she was breached and he kept trying to turn her in my stomach. So I had fingerprint black and blue marks all over mm. my belly. I was in labor for 36 hours plus hard, heavy back labor. I was a smoker at the time. That was my only vice at the time that I, I cut down. No, they, they strapped those things on you, the monitors, and I'm, I'm escaping. I'm like, you know, I'm not getting anywhere. I am not getting any more dilated. This is not happening. I'm escaping. I'm going to have a cigarette. They're like, no, no, no. You can't, like, stop me. Right? It's not going to happen. And I can see somebody out. trying to stop you. No, they didn't. They didn't. And I came back, and I'm like, you got to do it. It was horrible. And I'm getting, like, um, really welling and everything else like i had so many things on that hey what is that going wrong <laughs> 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 
all the time. Yep. Welcome to Mom Life. So if anybody's listening on the on the radio show, part of this, you're gonna see we are not killing the child. She's not yeah. killing the child. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got real live mom stuff going on here. And uh, so I muted her mic for a little bit. Is he okay? Just give a thumbs up. Oh, he's okay. He's better. All right. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, she, what Sorry, what the hell? What did you do? Oh, it's okay. It's Honestly, like, we just had a meltdown over, like, this. Is that, oh. <laughs> Don't ask. Is that what was making the noise? All right. So, so, yeah. so let me finish my story here, right? So, so my first section with her. All right. So now I'm in there. I get these fingerprint black and blue marks, right? She still wouldn't turn around. So I ended up having an emergency C section. They couldn't get my my husband at the time, they, her father, you know, my kids, dad, my kids um, into the room before the operation started. Now, he, he's got a weak stomach, but he walks in the room and they already got, you know, everything's open and everything. And he's like, and he turned like 50 shades of green and blue and just did this and came down and sat. And he's like holding my hand, his hand on my arm that's strapped to the, you know, the table. And he's like putting his hand and he was panicked. And I'm like, I'm going, you're going down. And he's just like, I'm like, you're definitely going down. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't You caused this. You're paying for it, dude. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I don't know how my husband didn't faint because he is like, I mean, he, he faints like at the sight of blood most of the time. And he made the mistake of looking over the curtain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine walking into the room with that. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like he walked in all proud dad and then went like white and green and blue. And I was just like, oh my God. I didn't think people could turn colors like that, but he yeah. did. I'm like, you know what? It's happening to me. Those are my guts that are on top of my stomach right now. I mean, like, you you feel calm down. Well, you're moving on the table because they're like, you know, they're not being. <laughs> gentle with me at all you know so it's like i don't know what the hell's going on oh, well, i had an emergency c-section too and yeah. i have been through i had tried pushed and pushed and pushed for like hours like 12 hours you said 12 hours mm -hmm. so they basically said when i got done they're like your body's gonna feel like it went through natural and a c-section so i could like couldn't even get off the couch yeah. in the beginning well, jake was stuck he was stuck in the birth canal because she she oh, has the same uh, thing as me all right this is what i found out with my second pregnancy after i had this first emergency c-section which really was emergency we um, just have a narrow pelvic yeah i would never have dilated so that's her that's hereditary and yeah. so that's, um, that's why I had a scheduled C-section. And that's exactly the reason why, because big babies run in my family and my daughter was almost 10 pounds and my brother was the same way. And my uncle was the same way. And they both got stuck. Like my brother broke his collarbone. My oh. uncle had like head stuff. Like he had to get sucked out or whatever. And they were afraid well, he was going to a, a, a hole in Jake's lung because I had pushed so hard. That's like oh. part of it. He was in the NICU. Yeah. So oh, I basically had like a pinhole size um, puncture because I had been pushing, 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 trying to get him out. And yeah. basically, like, yeah. and all I'm that in the, pressure. I'm in the delivery room with her too, and I'm holding her leg. 
and she's pushing and I'm like holding with all my might, you know, and she's pushing and she's a strong girl. Let me tell you, right. Cause I mean, I think I'm strong. She's like strong. That's the worst, man. I know. I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Girl, I don't know. More power to you. I'm very thankful that I just scheduled mine and. I wish that I had like done that. I mean, I wish that I had known because yeah. I wouldn't have put me or jeopardized my baby, you know, and that's yeah. another thing. Like they don't tell you about like what happens with the NICU too. It's like, so my, I'm lucky. Like my son was a giant in the NICU. He was seven pounds, five ounces. We went to the NICU and like all these poor babies are like two pounds, you know, yeah. but that's a whole nother process. Like you don't really feel the bond with your son because you're basically like, all the wires and everything. Remember, you know, trying to change everything. And if you're trying to change his diaper and one mm -hmm. of the leads gets loose, then the machines are going off and the nurses come running in and he's like, Oh my God, what did I do? You know, it was it's just a, a huge challenge. And right now I have a friend that has like a preemie, like really early birth and her baby was born one pound, three, one pound, three ounces. Yeah, and our best friends, their baby was one pound, nine ounces. And it's um, awful. I mean, honestly, that life right there, I can't imagine because that's oh. got to be like so difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I guess I'm blessed in a way because like he, other than that, he came out really healthy and I have this healthy child. But yeah, I mean, it's just that, yeah, there's a lot more things that could go wrong. It's just. It's hard. I think it's all hard. This is, like I said, the hardest job I've ever had. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. I mean, but that's another thing. Like, and I think, like, I think that's another thing that makes us, like, we kind of feel bad. Like, I've talked to a lot of moms that are like, oh, but I have this healthy baby. I, I don't have anything to be depressed about, or I don't have anything, you know, to, worry about like because my baby's healthy or they think oh well i know people that can't get pregnant and i was able to get pregnant and have this baby so i have no right you know to have these feelings and i mean i understand you know why we feel like that but at, at, you know everybody's got their own journey like it's all like we're all going down di different paths and it's freaking hard no matter how you look at it you know and that's like that's the thing is like it's it's just, like you said, it's just hard. It's the hardest job on the planet, you know? And it really is. And the thing is, is like, feel bad about the way we feel. nobody needs you more than your child ever. Um, yeah. And the thing is, it never changes. A child will always, <laughs> will always want his mom as much, he or she, as much as we, we dads want to be part of. Yeah. Example, I was like, my, 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 I had my second child. So I was fell down the stairs. I was it was fine. I fell down the stairs, and the first words that popped out of my mouth were "Mummy." <laughs> you know? So children always need their moms. So we never, as moms, never stop being moms. Because I know, like my my mom was alive. Every time I had an issue, go to my mom. So your child will always come to you. So it's something that dads want that, and a lot of dads get that, but. When moms are there, that's the first place most kids go to is I gotta tell my mom I need mom's advice. So it's something that we have to that moms as much as dads want it, that moms will never change. It's the hard it is the hardest job that any woman can can have mm -hmm. is to be a mom. Yeah. Yep, for sure.
So, <clears throat> all right. Now we've talked about. I think you go through everything in this book, really, and it's you know it's not it's not a giant book, people. Okay, it's not. It's a good read. It's a funny read. I mean, you know, not to say that these are subjects to laugh at. Eventually, eventually you can laugh at them, but yeah. you know, while you're going through them, they're a living nightmare. Now, mm -hmm. the depression part of it, though. Right, this is a serious thing. I mean, a lot of a lot of moms do go that route, do commit suicide. You just don't see the other way um, that this too shall pass, or any of those things. So now, what what exactly happened with you, and when did it start? How did it end? So it pretty much started Im immediately. Like I, I started having these feelings, like pretty much before we even got home from the hospital. Um, and like you said, just it was kind of, it was more just like overwhelm initially. You know, I was just so like, like, holy crap, what's like, what's happened? Like, what what did I get myself into kind of thing? Um, but then it, it just kept progressing off of that. And it actually, it got to the point where I went two weeks, like two solid weeks, no sleep, like zero, zero sleep whatsoever. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Like as soon and my husband says, it's a, it's the scariest thing he's ever seen because he says, as soon as I would fall asleep, like my eyes would close and I'd just go, <gasps> like, I just wake up in a complete like panic because I was convinced my daughter was going to die. Like I thought I was, I would think I was, I was smothering her. Like, I just had all these weird, you know, these weird thoughts and, and stuff that was that was going on. So anyway, not sleeping. I, I didn't eat or drink anything during that time period. And I wound up in the hospital and that's how I got diagnosed because luckily my OBGYN was like very aggressive and she was like, okay, this is what's, this is what's going on with you. We need to get you on medication. You need to start seeing a counselor, you know, all that stuff. And um, so I got, I got treatment pretty, pretty quickly. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Cause I honestly, I don't know how it would have went, you know, had I not gotten treatment so early on, but you know, the medication definitely helped. And I think a, a lot of it was actually like realizing what I had and like doing research and like realizing like I needed to sleep and I needed to do some of these things that like I just wasn't doing before. And um, that's kind of what helped me get through it. And, you know, I'll be honest, it, it's two years later and I still struggle. I, I'm still not completely recovered, you know, but it's, it gets better every day, I think. And it was probably the those first six to nine months that were the the hardest for uh, me. Yeah, that's that is a nightmare. And this is this is why, you know, things like this, because you know, like even in the video we're like, you know, saying, you know, people don't talk about it, people don't talk about it. They didn't talk mm -hmm. about it, you know, way back, you know, when like when me and mama were giving birth, they definitely didn't talk about it. You know, and now in this day and age, people talk a lot more about things. Hey, you back? I don't know what she's doing. You've muted her. Oh, I can't unmute her. Are you unmuting her? I got her. No, I think she muted herself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh well, you can't unmute your guests because they. I muted myself because Jake's just being a little out of control and. Yeah. I just okay. have him by myself tonight, so she's she not cooperating. We're taking a bath. So. Oh, all right. All right well, me too. I'll meet you again. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> hey, 
We'll, we'll remove you for a little while. We'll just right? pop you down. To the yeah, we'll, we'll pop you down. Maybe we'll bring you back up after bath time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's momhood for you right there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that kid loves bath time. You know what I mean? You got to find something that they love to do just to get them calm so you can. And, that's, and, and it's the best thing. A bath, if that's what calms your child then a bath is great because eventually they'll be, especially a young boy, he'll be like smelling like mm -hmm -hmm when he hits his teens and he'll be like, go take a shower. It's like, nah, I'm smell, I smell fine. Mom, I have two boys. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Thank God. Thank God. All right. Now this is, this is the thing. Now, what did you want to have when you were pregnant? Did you know right away, you know, like me? Yeah. Did it matter? Okay. Yeah, I was convinced. I was convinced we were having a boy. I wanted a boy, and um, we were so excited to find out that we actually we did the blood test. You can do a blood test at like ten weeks versus waiting till like sixteen weeks for the ultrasound. And we did the we did the blood test, and when my OBGYN she called me um, with the results, I started crying when I was on the phone with her when I found out I was having a girl. And I, was, and I felt like such a piece of crap for crying over that. But I was just you're, you're I, was daughter. I was having a boy. Your poor daughter, I'm telling you, when she gets older, when she gets this, when she reads this and everything, <laughs> and the other book that's going to be coming later, because I know there's going to be some, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a whole new therapy session going on here. <laughs> but you know, I believe, I believe that daughters come into our lives first for the dads, because all the, like it's, it's when we had our conversation earlier, dads are like, oh, I'm going to have a son. I'm going to be really proud. It's going to teach him to play baseball and yada, yada, yada. And then I have a, then they have a girl and they kind of go like, uh, uh, oh, geez. So cute. That's what you turn, turn into a balls of mush. So I know my husband melts over my daughter and it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. the funniest thing because he's all like, you know, I mean, we're, we're avid, like we're outdoors people and we're avid hunters and everything. And he's all like, yeah, we're going to shoot guns and, you know, do stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, um, you know, yeah, she's, she has shot, she shot her first gun already. So that's all right. That's all right. Know, that's, that's good. That's good. To keep girls, can, girls can do everything boys can do exactly and what, we can, and what we can't we can get a mule to do it Egg. <laughs> did you say yeah. male a mule a mule same difference same yeah. difference about the same and ass same difference <laughs> For all the guys in the room terribly sorry but yeah same difference right. we got a, we got a comment in here though i mean we're we're, we're kind of laughing but this is this is a uh not laughable comment. Um, Jojo, yeah. the postpartum was horrible, coupled with the son um, that was being conceived with rape. Um, <clears throat> actually, and she is, and she is a lesbian. So I mean, it's like that's that's really horrible and a horrible thing mm -hmm. to go through. So that's like adding insult to injury when you have to go through those types of things. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine just going through the trauma of that to begin with. And then, you know, adding in what we talked about, just like the normal, the environmental, yeah. the hormonal, you know, all that stuff. And then you have that trauma on top of it. I mean, I, that would, 
I think be a recipe for disaster. So Jojo, I'm, I hope that you're okay now. And I hope that you're, you're through it at this point, but um, I'm so sorry that you went through that. Yeah, I sure. have a question. Is there, is there a, a, as, as much as a lot of people love and don't love Facebook, he's 30 now and amazing. Yay, Jojo. Um, is there a group on Facebook, like a private group where moms who are going through postpartum depression can join? There are, there are, there are actually, there are several, um, one that, one that I'm a member of, um, that I like, I really like, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of good moms in there is it's called moms with anxiety. Um, so, and there, there are other different, you know, moms with depression, anxiety, different, different groups like that. I actually started my, my own group. It's just called the mom stuff postpartum support group. And uh, it's smaller. Like we don't have a lot of members yet, but, um, you know, it's just, there, there needs to be places like that where women can go and just talk about, you know, they're feeling yeah. kind of guilt-free because I feel like there's so much judgment. It's like every corner we turn, we're being judged for something, yep. you know, some decision yep. or something that we're doing. So, um, you know, it's so important to have a have a, some sort of venue to talk about it where you don't have to worry about. So for that. those people who want to join this group, hook up with Cassie Pig on Facebook and, and just ask her. Cause I'm sure it's a private group so that nobody can just pop in and pop, you know, pop out and see everything that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah. I have to accept you into the, into the group, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good place. You know, it's a lot right now. It's, it's a lot of like, me and my friends. That are in there. Yeah. Well, we're going to add you a few more friends. Yeah. Good. We'll, be adding, we'll be adding some more good friends in there too. Plus uh, you know, the, the more the merrier. And then, you know, you need the camaraderie. You need to have the story yeah. because, you know, because then maybe you can laugh and then the laughter, you know, that, that does something to your body. You know what I mean? It, it changes you when you're laughing at something as opposed to feeling all alone. The dark clouds follow me. The rain is just coming on me. Oh, woe is me. There's nothing is going to make this better until you talk to someone that's gone through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or going Cause through. You can, cause we can let like, I've, Thanks to the universe. I never went through it. Not that I can remember. I never went through it. And so I can't understand. I mean, I can understand, but I don't know the feelings. So somebody talking to me about it, I can, I can listen. I can hear what they're saying, but I don't know exactly what they're going through. So this is something that you need to be able to talk to somebody who understands it because they went through it themselves. Yeah. So I I am. And that's another thing that's important to, um, you know, if there are any moms out there that are watching this or listening that are, um, you know, think that they're experiencing this, it's important to not just in the people that you talk to, but your healthcare providers. So they're actually um, therapists and psychiatrists that are and counselors that are certified in perinatal mental health. And you can find those through uh, Postpartum Support International. Um, postpartum.net is the website. But um, that's a, a great resource because, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what, what you're saying. Someone who hasn't gone through it or doesn't have the right training, who doesn't have all the tools can help you, but they can only help you to an extent. So it's, it's helpful exactly. to have someone that's, you know, certified too, as well as just talking to people that have been through it. 
Totally, totally, totally. So right. I am putting into the chat room the link for postpartum.net. So yep. if anybody needs it, it's there as a direct link. Yeah, what was the anxiety one to put that one in there? Um, what was that? What it was, was Moms with Anxiety is the it's a Facebook group. Yeah. So so put that one in next. That would be that would be good. Um yeah. lots of new moms, and there's always gonna be lots of new moms, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know. And, and yeah. this, well, this though, this is like yeah. good, the new and, then, and the thing is, grandma can't be afraid because then you know it brings it back up. You know, like you know, because for me it was so long ago, and then my daughter's living through it. You know, and I'm trying to explain to her. You know, and she's like, "Oh, mom, you don't understand." It's like, "Yeah, I do," because I had two C-sections. I know what you're feeling. You know, I, yes, I, even though it was a long time ago, I, I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's important too, like you said, for, for other people though, to, to be aware, you know, like this, is, this isn't a topic that's necessarily just for moms. It's for dads, yeah. it's for aunts, uncles, grandmas, sisters, brothers, everybody, because, um, and this is what my husband and I were actually having this conversation uh, a while ago. Cause we were talking about, you know, if we decide to have another baby, like what we, you know, like it's scary to think about that, right? Just because of what I what I went through, and um, you know, we talked about like how much we know now versus we didn't know, and you know, like even him, like he knows signs and symptoms to look out for now, whereas yeah. he didn't have a clue before. He was just scared. He was just scared. He just thought I was. He thought I was going to die because he didn't know what was what was going on with me, you know? Yeah. And um, so it, it's helpful for anybody that's involved to like kind of be aware and know the watch outs, essentially. Yes, absolutely. That's spot if on. Somebody, if somebody came to you, it might be a question, I don't know if question this, but I'm just gonna go there. If somebody came to you and said, what are the top five things to look for to like a husband or a partner would be looking for those signs. They see those signs in the in their partner who just had a baby. What you know? What are the top five signs to look for? Um, well, there there are a lot of different signs and symptoms because it can. That's one thing about postpartum depression is kind of just this label that's given to a lot of different diagnoses. Like, so I had postpartum anxiety, and that's kind of a diagnosis that falls under postpartum depression, there's postpartum OCD, postpartum rage, um, you know, there's there's all these different things that are just encompassed under that postpartum depression. But I would say the biggest, like probably the biggest watch outs would be like sleep disturbances, like extreme changes in sleep habits, like outside of just the normal, like you're not sleeping because you have to feed your baby and stuff like that. Like the mm -hmm complete inability to to sleep which is like what i what i experienced um okay. you know like the symptom symptoms of like rage or like loss of you know loss of control um things like that um definitely any kind of like intrusive thoughts or hallucinations or like losing touch with reality um things like that um that's probably that's like that's probably more than five, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, those, these are good. You know, you can do more than five, even though she asked you for five. You can do oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That people should hear and that they should be watching out for. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's there's a lot mm -hmm. of different things, and like you know, for me, I had the I had the extreme anxiety, so like I became 
obsessed. So like a obsession can be a sign, like becoming obsessed, like over your child or over anything really. Um, but like I was obsessed over my child, like I thought she was going to die. Um, so, you know, all of, all of those things are, are pretty, pretty standard precursors for a more severe for, like I said, though, you know, there there are the baby blues um, and that's generally where moms feel like kind of just a little overwhelmed, sad, like weepy kind of, you know, um, it's almost like going through that like grieving stage of almost like grieving your life, you know, your prior life. Um, and that's but that generally lasts like a few weeks. Um, and then it goes away on its own without medication or counseling or, you know, any like intervention, basically. Yeah. 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 Oh, here you go. All right. Hold on. The suicidal thoughts were horrible more than normal. And he was colicky. So, mm -hmm. oy vey. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I mean. It, it's like the things they just like compound and they pile up and they pile up and they pile up. And, you, you know, once you separate those things and you have a, a chapter in here called let it go, which mm -hmm. I adore. Right. Yeah. I mean, it says, okay. When you become a mom, there's a certain amount of shit. You're just not going to, um, you're not going to, you're, you're just going to have to let go. Your house will never be spotless again. You might walk around with boogers or spit up on your clothes, you know, mm. these things like that. You just got to let these things go. I mean, they're mm. just, but this, this little, it's a little chapter, but it was a little powerful little chapter on letting things it go. Is. And, and when the things are all like this is when it's worse. So mm -hmm. you can separate them and deal with them one at a time. It's not as bad, but once you get to that, suicidal stage it's so mm -hmm. overpowering you know and you do feel so alone so what you're doing is like amazing for moms amazing. Yeah. yeah and that's and that's the thing um you know it's like it's so important to talk about but it's like it's something that i hate to even say but suicide is the second leading cause of mortality postpartum like that was published in a study a couple of years a couple of years ago and um like to me that's that's not okay like it, it that's yeah. not that's not that shouldn't be a mom's only option. Like a mom should not feel like that's her only option, you know? And a lot of times it's because she isn't comfortable talking about it or doesn't have the right kind of help or support that, that she needs, or she feels like she has to do everything alone. A lot of times, um, you know, it's, that happens when, the most severe form of postpartum depression is called postpartum psychosis. And that's, that's where you generally like actually lose touch with reality. So what happens during this point is like, instead of, instead of a woman thinking like, Oh, you know, my baby's crying. I feel like I could shake them, you know, like, cause I feel like that's almost like a normal thought. You think, Oh my gosh, yeah. my baby crying like oh stop crying but the part where you get to like the psychosis is when you the mom is like my baby's crying i think shaking them would be a good idea because that would set them free like those are the kind of like those are the kind of thoughts that like yeah. you can start to have and it, and it's and i had some of those thoughts and it's freaking scary like it will knock you 
on your butt. Like I didn't know what really I was, I was capable of or anything. And so, um, yeah, it's just, I wanted, That's, to, uh, I wanted to make a point though, before when you were saying, you know, you're talking to your husband about the next baby, you know, and you know, the things to look for and whatnot, but it's not a guarantee you're going to go through the same type of pregnancy, you know, cause again, like my, mine were two completely different pregnancies. It was like night and day, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I felt different. I carried different. I thought maybe I'm having a boy and a girl, but you know, That's true. Girl. Um, but there is. Oh, you're freezing up. Yeah. Oh, so, are you there? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So some reason we're not getting the, the comments in the chat room. So hang on. Well, I'm not seeing the comments in the chat room, but um, if there's a if there's a good one. I have JoJo's last last one was the one I put up was the last one that I have in the okay, but there's a few more after that. Oh really? Yeah. JoJo saying sings, let it go. Oh, huh? Nope. Yep. I don't Cast know. just went. Ah, you're probably body positions, but um, I don't know if you can. You want to try again? Are you okay? I you're moving. You're moving. You want to try? We have no sound. Oh, there's no. Okay, sound. am I good now? Can okay, there we go. Okay, yes. I think so. Uh, okay. Now you can hear me? Yes. Yep. We're going to have a fun night tonight. It's oh, Glitch Woman. I know. What time is it? Um, you know what? We're let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. All right. And then we'll take reboot. a break. We'll be back in three. Fox Den is now proudly sponsored by Vortex Ghost Gear, one of the leading fabricators of paranormal equipment. Bob Christopher is the founder and creator of Vortex Ghost Gear. He has decades of investigating, starting with his team at NEPA and as lead in the popular local TV show Ghost Detectives, he has experience of how spirits could be seen or heard. Using this knowledge, he has manufactured equipment for specific scenarios of spirit manifestation and communication. He is the only manufacturer of the popular lifelike trigger prop cats and dogs. Using proximity meters wired to lights and sound, these prove to be highly effective communication devices in the field of study. The HTO, another Vortex exclusive, allowing specific items to be the highlight or trigger of your investigation. For example, place the item on a metal tray or attach directly to any metal object such as keys or glasses that continue to go missing or moved. Ask the spirit to touch the item. The HTO will light. It has a sound option as well. This device was used in Travel Channel's Ghost Nation with great results. The dome, a static detector, can be the most useful device in your gear bag. This is to back up the theory that the spirits manifest using static electricity. Using several, you can track a spirit, for example, walking down a hallway, setting off each as it passes. The geophone detects vibrations. This is another way to track movement. If a claim is footsteps in the hallway or stairwell, set the sensitivity and place the device in that area. Its band of lights will show a range of vibrations, 
from the slightest tapping, lighting only a few lights, to the loudest thumping, lighting the entire range. The EasyScan Ghost Boxes are very popular due to the ease of use. They are custom decorated to the individual or team using them. Bob programs and uses an Arduino-based computer scanning FM waves to potentially communicate with the spirit realm in real time. Every box is unique and all custom hand-decorated by Gina Bankston. The V-Pod has a special place for those who love the idea of REM pods. Use this sleeker, smaller, easier to transport device. It is a must-have in your gear bag. Take your investigating to the next level with many of Vortex Ghost Gear's unique and custom creations by Bob Christopher. Visit www.vortexghostgear.com to view all the products and get your equipment today. You can also investigate with Bob and Gina with ghostly excursions taking people to some of the most haunted locations in the USA. Visit www.ghostlyexcursions.com and join us on our next adventure. And we're back, and we have a new a new um, yes system over here <laughs> we're working with. Hopefully, is it working now? Yes, thank God. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, my husband brought. He just put our daughter to bed, and he brought the video monitor in here and i swear that screws with my wi-fi signal i don't know what it is i guess it's just the signal of the video monitor or something i don't know yes yes because okay and our comments are just finally coming through wow everything see look at that <laughs> everything's good everything's coming up just 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 said just there you go just in the chat room says whoops where'd you go <laughs> thank you so much for having me I have to put Jake to bed. Oh. Hey, Jakey. <laughs> yes, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I just figured, you know, she. Would, I want. I wanted you guys to like, you know, tell some stories about, you know, some of the, the funnier things because, you know, she. I wanted good stories on you, so I'll get those later. <laughs> <laughs> no, we 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 go mute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, turn around for a play girl. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. But, but getting back getting back to it, you know, shiny ball and all. All right, reel us back in. Um now there's there's a, chat, there's a comment coming up in the chat room that says Amanda Marchand. I don't even remember the night my son was conceived. And when he was born, I didn't really have any emotion. He is now nine and very happy and healthy. Wow. Cool, Amanda. Yeah. Detachment. That's another, I mean, that's another kind of tell, tell sign of postpartum depression is not, not feeling that like bond or, you know, attachment with your, with your baby. That's mm -hmm. pretty common. It is. Everybody's here. Everyone says that we're here. All right. Good. I'm so glad you're all here. All right. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm really glad. Um, but, but uh, what did I want to, I wanted to bring something up and it was like, sorry, thing. Um, oh, you know, we, we started talking about that you have a blog, right? And you and you talk about all these types of subjects and, and more, I'm sure. From yeah. But you also have a podcast. Yes. So what what is that all about? 
So the podcast is um, basically it's uh, me and one of my girlfriends. We decided to start it. So we called it Wrecked Mamas because we're both wrecked. Uh, <laughs> it's that's I mean that's what it that's what it is basically it's just you know we talk about a little bit of everything everything from like our postpartum body issues to you know just dealing with everyday mom life and you know all of the ins and outs in between so like I said hopefully that will be starting again soon we haven't done any any new episodes in the last few months just because we like to get together and do them Get, get a stream yard. You can do them for different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I taught Gina how to do it. I can teach you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. You might have to. It's you not, might need to it's not that difficult. Okay. It's, no, it's no. really not we've that difficult. Up, yeah. We've upgraded and, and, and yeah. made it, you know, a lot more, you know. Since She's like a professional now. <laughs> She's like a professional now. It's got a paper and all that stuff. I mean, I still ask her. I'm like, Mama, what about I'll, I'll have it all down pat. And she'll say, You know, we should do this. Like, we were talking about the LinkedIn stuff earlier. And she's like, Oh, well, we should do this. It's like, No, I just got all this down pat. Don't make me do any more. <laughs> I, I believe everybody has something important to say. And you, and your friend, that conversation is something that there's going to be a lot of people wanting to listen to. Because mm -hmm. you can do the thing is, you can do it straight in your group. You don't have yeah. to do it like, you know, YouTube and all that stuff. You can just do it to Facebook in your group, and that'll bring more people to listen, more people to, to get that feeling like, damn it, I'm not alone. And I'm not yeah. losing my bubbles because there's, pe there's ladies there who listen. That's yeah. awesome. That's a good idea. I never thought about doing it in the actually like in our Facebook mm -hmm. group or anything. We've we just did it like a traditional podcast, you know, and put it on like iTunes and iHeartRadio and stuff oh, like you that. Should have oh, you can upload all that and all that can go to all the places. <laughs> so yeah, right now we just go we live stream here, we live stream on YouTube. Um, we can upload the audio, we can upload the video. You know, so we, we can put it on other venues after that, in which we do the yeah. audio goes to eight other different venues as well as the blog talk radio, which is going on as it is. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of different venues, but you can add and add and add. And this is a really important subject to get out there. Yes. It basically save a life, you know, yeah. save, not even just the mom life, the child life. Yeah. Because you know, when you get that depressed, you know, and you, like you were talking about starting to shake the baby, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those things. I mean, these things happen. It is sad to say, yes, it is, you know, but it does happen. And the thing is, is the only way to get it fixed is to get the word out there. You know, yeah. they don't feel like that this is the only one that they're happening to. And oh, my God, you know, I'm a rotten person. You're not a rotten person. You just have there's an issue going on. It's it's like a chemical change. Like you said, mm -hmm. medicine, you needed medicine. Why? Because yeah. there's a change in your chemistry that is happening mm -hmm. because of the giving birth, you know, which men will never have any idea about, you know, what the hormones and everything and how it can make you crazy. Even just, you know, the monthly period thing, like the, the PMS and stuff like that. PMS, mm -hmm. you can kill people. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I wanted yeah. to kill people every month, you know, till I had my hysterectomy. It was just like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, in, in, the month. Oh, um, in the chat room, we have Jojo. She says, I wonder how many women have it, do you think? And she says, I've read about moms killing their children and themselves. 
yeah. with the postpartum depression. Yep. And it can it can affect up to one in five new moms here in the US. Um, and that's a I mean that's a pretty big number if you that's can. Really that is a yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't help it. You can't help these thoughts to come in. Like I had I had thought stormtroopers were gonna come barren through my, my windows to steal my baby. You know, mm -hmm. stormtroopers like on ropes coming breaking through my window. I, I really thought this was gonna happen. Ninja thieves. Yeah, ninja like ninjas like you know. But just I'm yeah. like, what the heck, you know, it's just the craziest thoughts come into your head, and there's mm -hmm. nothing to do about. But but the medications now that they're out there, you can try different things that can help get you back into balance. Like just you know, not even like so the pregnant thing, the PMS thing. All right, women. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, mitols and all those things, you know, those things help. Premacin or Premarin or what, what? I can't remember what they are. It's been so long for me. You know, but um, <laughs> I'm in the next, I'm in the next phases. I'm in the next phases. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a lot of, you know, and, and that's part of the problem too, I think, is there's a lot of, there's a lot of stigma around even just medication in, in and of itself. Like people think that, if they have to get on medication, like it, it's a sign of being a bad mom or it's a sign of being crazy or something like that. And that, I mean, that's not the case at all. Like if you have to get on medication, so it's no different than if you have heartburn, you're going to take a PPI or something, you know, I mean, there, there's no difference whatsoever. So like, it's, you know, it's fine. Like taking medication, it's not a, it's not a big deal. It doesn't label you as crazy. It doesn't make you a bad mom. It doesn't make you any, any of these things. It's, it can just be a vehicle and it doesn't have to be forever. You know, I'm not, I'm not on medication now, um, but I desperately needed it at the time. Yeah. You yeah. Pull out. It's like your body was going to go through these changes. Just like when you're pregnant, the baby is taking everything from you. It takes from, mm -hmm. your, it takes from your hair. It takes from your, yeah. your skin, your bones, everything. It takes, it drains you, you know? And so of course you, you're getting thrown into this big vortex of holy hell. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have a question in the chat room from one of our men. Okay. Dave, has this always been around or is it, more to do with the times we are in oh no it's always been around. so it's Thank always you. yeah it's always it has always been around um i i believe the times that we are in is making it more people are more vocal about it and it's being talked about more like now there are you know there are celebrities starting to come out and really share their stories like brooke shields wrote an amazing book called down came the rain and it's about her experience with with postpartum depression and i think it's the times that we were we are in are making it easier for people to talk about it um yeah. but this is something that it, it's been around since the dawn of time. And I think, but I think, you know, back then it's all, it's always traditionally just been more of a, Oh, suck it up. Yeah. It's a woman. It's a, it's a woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. up for that. Are you kidding me? Oh, hysterical um, hysteria. You know what I mean? Yeah. PMS. Mm -hmm. They lock you up in an insane asylum because you got PMS, Uh huh. you know, what the hell, you know, why don't you try to walk a couple of miles in these shoes? All right. Yeah. I would love to see a man pass a nine-pound, five-ounce baby through his pee hole. I'm just saying. Exactly. 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 Then you can talk to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> then tell me how you feel. 
Yeah, yeah. And I like it when the guys, you know, when they actually volunteer to do the, at least the, um, you know, when the, the labor inducing, like. Oh, dude, I want to put, oh, strap that on. I want to strap that on George, do it live on it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Horrible. We've got another comment in the chat room from Amanda Martin. After years of dealing with depression without meds and having the support of JoJo, I finally sought help with it. Freaking awesome, JoJo. And I'm mm -hmm. so proud of you and Amanda. You go, yeah. Girl. Yeah. yeah. You go, That's girl. awesome. You go, girls. Well, hopefully, I get down to see you one of these days. I mean, this virus ever leaves us. And then the, the virus and yeah. pregnancy. <clears throat> oh, well, it, 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 you know, it's, it's funny because there was a, there, I, my husband sits in front of the TV all the time and basically a news channel. Um, I hear things, but they were finally said that a woman, a pregnant woman, cannot pass this on to her unborn child. So, yeah. which is like a major plus. That's one less stress that that a mom goes through. But that just it, it just piles more stuff on top of it. And then you're gonna have you know the the big like if Jess, my daughter, wanted to go out while she was pregnant with the COVID, even though they say that they can't do that. How the hell do they know that? Right? I'll be like, no, don't go out. <laughs> so I'll be adding to her stress. Say no. Yes. Stay put, you know? <laughs> yeah, but um actually like I, I've read some I've read some things that they're kind of they're starting to come back off of that because even though you can't you can't pass the virus to an unborn baby, but if you get the virus and get severely ill. Yeah. It can cause some health complications to your unborn baby. So I mean, there. Yeah, there's so much we don't know. Like this vi this virus. There's so yeah. much like we don't. So you know, you say yeah, you, you know, you can. So they say no, you can't. They don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. all the time is being supposed to be devoted. All this time we've been locked up like animals. Yeah. All the you know, yeah. where's yeah. our brilliant minds? You know. Mm -hmm. You think they haven't come up with something? Of course they have. Are they going to give yeah. it to us? No. You know what? They're starting. They're starting um, human trials of vaccines now. So. Yeah. Well, that's supposed to have been for like a month now. But. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give a few people to go try? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I got a few people's names on the list that I'd like to send them. See what happens to them. <laughs> yeah. You got a few guinea pigs. Yeah. You want to submit? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just don't tell them what it is. Just mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I be the one who checks it. Mm. Sorry, I have a moment. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys a funny story. Speaking of that, with you going like that. So um, my my day job, I'm in pharmaceutical sales, and I I sell an injection, and we have these like demo injection pens. They don't have a needle or anything in them. But whenever I first started doing this job, I brought one home, and my husband was like standing at the sink doing something. I went up to him. And Okay. I, mean, I need you to send me a couple. Seriously. I know. I know. I got a few people I'd like to mess with. So really bad. It's like right yeah. there. In there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I thought he was going to. What's wrong with my needle? Yeah. There you go. Seriously. All right. Now you see how she is. All right. Get the book. Read the book. 
read the book. That's all I can just say. Honestly, God, I'm going to put it back up as soon as you get better. All right. All right. Now, first of all, that's a funny name. Right? You can talk. Yeah. About how did you come up with that title? I love it. So it's pretty easy. I'm a mom and I have a tramp stamp. So that's. I, 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 okay. I, I really dislike that title because there's some. Now I'm assuming it's the one that's on your lower back. Yeah. Lower back. yeah. Okay. I think I have seen some amazing tattoos. Guys get tattoos back there and it's not called the tramp stamp. Yeah, it is. It is? Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe for girls it's a tramp stamp, for guys it's a hallmark. But, <laughs> no, and. <laughs> so sad, darling. So, okay, so going back to the title of my book, though, um, the reason I the reason I landed on that title is because it kind of goes with the with the overarching theme of my book, and that is that you don't have to look or act or be or talk a certain way to be a good mom, you know. You know. And that's that's what it's all all about at the end of the day. And it, it just came to me, and I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, the thing is, a lot of people will see one picture of you and say, you know, as a person outside outside my house, people look at me and go, well, not really, but it's like, she must be a really bad mom. Because I've seen that. I've, I've sort of thought that about women. I have to be honest. I've thought that about women where I work. It's a convenience store. I see women come in and I know they have kids. And I'm like, my God, she must be the worst mom in the world because the way she's acting now in front of me, but what you see in front of you and what happens behind closed doors, always two different things. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that kind of, that kind of goes back to that whole, that whole judgment thing, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. we're always being judged regardless of yeah. what we do. And, and I mean, that's part of the, it's part of the whole, like letting it go because you're, there's no such thing as like a perfect mom. Like there's no definition of, you know, a perfect mom. So yeah. you just got to let it go and you got to do the best you can and realize that we're all struggling. Like we're all just trying to get by at the end of the day. So give yourself some grace. That's all I can say. Exactly. 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 And don't, and, and, I'm pregnant. It's like, oh my God, my life is going to be like this. And my child is going to be so perfect. And it's going to be like this. And they're going to go to this school and we're going to push them on the swings and we're going to go here. And then it's like, what? And then you have the baby and they're eating rocks in the driveway. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Oh Jesse, Jesse riding big wheel up the tree. Is the biggest Talk about sand pies and they actually eating it. Yeah. 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 But thank God I had girls because I wouldn't know what to do with boys. My sister had boys, thank God, because she wouldn't know what to do with girls. And it's funny because in my family, there's three of us girls, right? I got pregnant. My sister got pregnant. My other sister got pregnant. So we have three cousins, right? Boom. Two years later, my sister gets pregnant. I get pregnant. We look at my other sister. She said, hell no. <laughs> Can't say that I blame her. <laughs> yeah, she went through. Well, she had a, a hard thing too because the um, the cord was wrapped around um, oh, Angela's neck, and she was, you know, oxygen deprived. So she she has um, a few a few issues. You know, she's good. She's great. You know, but my sister 
babied her to death, you know, locked her in the house, you know, don't go anywhere. And then she started working for me and I kicked her into play, basically. <laughs> and I, I jump started that girl. Now she's like, no stopping her, you know, she's out there. She's out there a lot more. But, you know, you, you just don't know. You don't know how you're going to act. You don't know how you're going to react. You don't know how kids are going to be, you know. And like I said no two pregnancies are the same. No two. Nope. You know, no two children are the same. Yeah, but I will say, um, if you do, if you do have postpartum with a previous pregnancy, you are at a higher likelihood of having it with later pregnancy. It's kind of like it's the same thing. If you if you have anxiety or depression prior to having a baby, you're much more likely to have anxiety or depression postpartum. Right. Mm -hmm. right, and that is a big thing, though. You're, you like the, like I said, that that let it go um, chapter is really key. It's really mm -hmm. because you know you just can't run it all. You can't control it all. You you do need to be able to let it go. And then you know, it's not something that's going to come easy. You know, you might need the counseling and you might need mm -hmm. the medication to help you get to that point. Yeah, and if you can't, I mean, and I I'm firmly believe that if you can't you know, let it, like, if you can't let some stuff go, like, if you get to that point where you're just trying to control everything, like, you literally will drive yourself crazy, because you can't, like, you, you can't, you can't control everything whenever you have this tiny human that's gonna smear poop on the wall, and, you know, do crazy things, and, like, if you, you will, go, like, you will actually go insane. Did that happen to you? Because it happened to me. Just no, I did it. Jackie so according, according to my father, I did that. Now, now Jesse but none of my children in her crib. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's these, just a uh, Look, mom, look what I can draw. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, she carved into my. I had a waterbed, right? As I used to sell waterbeds, so like I had the pine waterbed. Well, she's at the foot of my bed one day, and she's drawing horses and and cows and stuff like that in the foot of my bed. You know, scratching it into the wood. Like, oh, well, thank God it was the wood and not the the, the air bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would think of something like that there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but your book, here's the thing is, is I didn't have, as far as I know, postpartum depression. Um, and, and it's been a few years since I've had babies. But it, the book is not just for, for moms who are going through or been, you know. My babies, my, my youngest is, oh God, he's over 20. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Okay. But it's still an interesting read because it made me learn new things. Mm -hmm. Made me realize things. And when I see them, like I have a sister, I have nieces, I have a daughter, I have step the daughter-in-laws, hopefully maybe one year. But I can see some things that might they might go through, you know, yeah. and I can prepared for it. So it's, and it's like, you know, it's, it's a learn, it's something that I believe for me personally, I believe everybody should take, you know, take a day, read the book. Cause that's about all it takes. Cause like Gina said, it ain't that big. Trust me, I've seen a big one like this, but yeah. it's not that big and it's not a difficult read. And of course you'll be giggling and just put a quarter in the jar, at least a quarter in the jar every time she swears to say how much money you have at the end of the jar, at the end of the book. <laughs> Every time she cusses. Yeah, count them all, right? And have a have like a do a contest like thing, you know, have everybody do that that reads the book, put it, you know, 
quarter, a dime, a nickel, whatever, for each swear in that thing, and send it off to some some. No, we should. I was make it more fun. Just turn it into a drinking game. Oh God! Hello, on air. Ten, ten. I'll be on the floor. I'll be on the floor after three. God, I take a sip of wine and I can feel it in my knees. Imagine two shots, I'll be done. Yeah, no shot, shot. But you know what we should, what we should have done is we should have done that. We should have counted her her f bombs throughout the book and had everybody in the chat room guess. And the person who guessed the right amount of f bombs, we could have sent them a copy of the book. But that would have been funny. I just brain fart. Yeah, that would have been that would have been hilarious. Well, hey, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do that on my page or something. There you go. Definitely do that. Just get you know you got so so many. You have tell them there's there's nine hundred pages or how many I can I didn't because what I hundred thirty. Because yeah, because the PDF pages and and the, the book pages are not the amount same amount. Yeah. But just go okay. This is my book. If you've read it, go for it. Count out the the f bombs and the one. In, you know, Cassie, you're gonna have to go through and count your F bombs as well. That actually sounds like a lot of work. So uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Get oh. your husband to do it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, could you read this and highlight the F bombs so we can count how many there are? You love me, don't you? I use that yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. do you love that's me? A, that's yes. another serious yeah. subject though. You know, like like um Jesse was saying she hated her partner because, you know, doing all these things and and she's stuck home and she has to do all the work and she feels like she's alone. Now, you have a fantastic marriage and you went through major struggles. You know? Yeah, like and we can and I mean, luckily, I we love each other enough. We can laugh about it now. But like, I mean, I seriously I remember sitting in the rocking chair like just staring at him while he slept, like just literally thinking about setting him on fire. Like, and I, I, I knew how good it would feel like to set him on fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, whenever the first time I told him that he was like, Oh shit. I mean, my, my daughter, Jess, right? She's, she's like, you know, 11 hours away from me. So it's a uh -huh. Yeah, so I drive down there and this is what I'm listening to and I'm watching it, you know, and you could see the daggers come out of her eyes when he mm -hmm. walked by, you know, because he's going to work and she's just like, <laughs> you just traumatized Bob in the chat room. <laughs> kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sleep in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I like I say that and I really did like. I had because and part of it was because I I had all these issues and I was trying to I was trying to breastfeed and so like basically like my night would look like this like I would Izzy would start screaming I would get her up I would try to breastfeed we'd try for about 30 minutes she would never she would never latch that wouldn't work so I'd give her a bottle and that would take however long it took her you know to drink her bottle then she'd fall asleep and I'd put her, I'd put her down. Well, then it was time for me to pump. So I'd have to pump that would take about 30 minutes. And then um, I'd have to wash the pump parts, put it, you know, put all the stuff away, like get right. And then it was time for her to wake up again. So we just started that vicious, vicious cycle. I never got to sleep. My husband was working at the time. So he was sleeping at night and then going to work during the day. I just, yeah. I didn't ever get a break. A normal you know? life. Yeah. yeah. And, you're not, and you're not getting any sleep. And then it's like, and then your brain, 
yeah. intervenes and says, well, maybe I can get 10 minutes sleep here. If I could just shut my eyes for 10 minutes, you know, yeah, maybe five minutes, you know, and then you're like, so worried about that. Yeah. Well, and then for me, it started to get like, I started to get to this point where it was like, you know, because he could have helped me like in the evenings and stuff whenever he got home from work. And he would have, if I would have, if I ever would have like asked him or like let him, but I didn't like, I did, you know, like I, I just got to the point where I was like, well, he's not helping me at night at night or whatever. So he's just not going to help me. And I didn't let, you know, I didn't let him. Yeah. So. Yeah, ice cream is a magic word. One thing I'm, I'm loving about you, Cassie, is yes, I've read your book. Yes, you were honest in your book. But even here, people will see that your book is exactly how you are. You are honest with everything. I mean, how many women are actually going to sit there and think, I wanted to set my partner on fire and I knew it would feel really good. But it's, <laughs> And the thing is, a lot of people maybe not run on fire at all lay him butt naked with honey and let the ants crawl. And the thing is, you're honest about it. And this is what people need mm. is, is somebody who is honest about, you know, like there's some poor person out there, some poor woman out there who would have had that thought and be like, wait a minute. She had to say, wait a minute, let's go talk because, you know, I need to know that I'm not a total nut job because I thought about setting my partner on fire. Yeah. You know, and good. I mean, you can think of some pretty messed up things. Like when you're in that, when you're in that space and you haven't slept and you're sitting there listening to him snore and watching him sleep so peacefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no evidence because ice melts and you're done. Trust yeah. me, it, it didn't even take postpartum for me to think about these things. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I was there. I was witnessing Sweet with, with Jessica, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God. She's like, bah, 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 you know, and then he'd come home from work. And then it was like an automatic bah, 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 to, to him, you know, and it's like, wow, he just walked through the door. He doesn't know what he's going to walk into, you know. Uh -huh slaving all day doing construction stuff and then she expects him to come in and do all this other you know household stuff but you know she and, and in turn she does need the help you know yeah. to do all the things because you can't physically do all those things especially when you first have a cesarean you can't mm -hmm. live, you carry mm -hmm. the baby around you know what i mean you can't be doing all these things you know i was stuck home i had a water bed like i said with the cesarean i got in the bed i couldn't get out we're trading off magic words here. My magic word, and Bob said his magic word is ice cream. I'm guessing that's with the ice cream. Go get there it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, hello. Make sure there's enough for me. Uh, my magic word personally is chocolate. You want to be on my good side? Bring me chocolate. That's all I got to do. <laughs> I even had my daughter said I wasn't a choice. She just sent it to me. Chocolate's in the mail. This was in the wintertime when it didn't melt, so I was good with <laughs> it. And JoJo says her child, her safe word is cheesecake. I like that too. <laughs> I'm just gaining weight for all the words in the chat. JoJo, we're gonna keep it a little north, all right? So we're not gonna go there. <laughs> but but Bob, I I mean you know Dairy Queen is open I think till ten. It's uh, nine thirty. Hello, Bob. Bring one up to me, please. No, you've already had your munchies. I haven't had anything. 
I ate noodles and noodles. I today. haven't even had supper, okay? So shush. Hey, noodles and noodles. Come on. <laughs> Trump it. <laughs> I had meatloaf, so I'm good. Oh, I know. We were talking about we want we want input after tomorrow you'll send us yeah the cold meatloaf i don't know well it slices yeah. so much nicer yeah just, just all meat when it's cold the next day slices so much nicer. you can either have nice thin slices or a big honky wonky chunk of it. <laughs> oh bob can't hear hold on let's mute gina gina yell it too <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll go down now. <laughs> wait a minute, where's the big stick? Tina Carey, big stick. E C R E A M. Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream. Okay. I'm gonna start. <laughs> No, um, but seriously, seriously, all right, reel it back in again. This is probably one of the the office kind of interviews you've ever been on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of bad with shiny objects, so um, a lot of mine didn't. Right. We're in the wake group, so we're good. <laughs> Who inspires you? Oh my gosh, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of people that inspire me honestly but um you know personally i think probably my my own mom is a big inspiration to me just because like i know that she probably like it's like now i see like in retrospect you know like a lot of stuff that she probably went through that i didn't really understand at the time and yeah. you know like it's like looking back on you see things you see things in a whole new light and so you know, she, she's been, she's been great. And she's been a big supporter. And then my, my dad's always been my biggest fan. I'm a total, total daddy's girl, you know? So he's all, and he's always worked hard so that we could have, you know, better than what, what he had. And he's given it, you know, his all for us. So yeah. yeah. And he was a hunter, obviously, right? Because nope. you're a hunter. Oh, you nope. picked that up on your own. Yep. Sweet. Yep. When I, when I met my, when I met my husband pretty much. So, but my dad's a farmer, so it, they're not that far apart. All right. All right. Yeah. Cause yeah, my husband's all, my three, my three loves of my life, right? <laughs> um, they've all been hunters and fishermen and stuff like that. <laughs> this is a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to teach the kids, you know? Yes. It really is. Yeah. I mean, my, my kids are both, they like fishing. You know, the girls, they like going out fishing and not so much hunting, you know, but their dad goes out hunting. They, they'll eat the venison, though. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much all we eat. I love venison. Oh, my God. Yep. I, you know, people get like the, the look on mama's face. They're like, I've oh. never had it. Oh, my God. Well, I've, had, I've had bison eat. because we live near a bison farm. Oh. Okay. You know, but venison. And I've tried one of my customers at work brought me, um, was it wild boar? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Didn't, didn't, no thinking, right? I tasting and I'm going, it's a little gamey. She's like, really? It's like, oh, shit, get, duh. <laughs> it's, it's the, that, that whole thing, gamey, is only due to the butcher. Right? Mm -hmm. because, you know, and it's more, it's a male, it's a male animal because they have the scent glands. If you don't butcher it right, then the scent glands taint the meat. Mm -hmm. if you have a good butcher. 
then that does not happen. Then there is no gamey. And I can make a steak. I can give you a porterhouse. And I can give you a, a steak. A deer steak. And I guarantee you, you will not know the difference. So long as it's well done. And not raw like you oh. look. <laughs> oh, God. You can't ruin a steak like that. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I don't oh. want to stick my fork in it. I don't want it to move or go back or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My okay. husband gets grossed out because I barely eat, like, I literally barely brown my steaks. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, show it to a yeah. light bulb, you know? Mm -hmm. Walk it yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm happy with that. Oh, I used to gross my kids out when they were little because I, I love raw hamburg. <laughs> I take, like, little bites of raw hamburg. And I know how bad that is. And I don't do it anymore because I guess, you know, it's like steak tartare. Whatnot, Burmese or whatever. I don't know, but you know, they used to yell. Often mouth disease. <laughs> I love that though. It's just like the blood. I like the blood. Okay, I'm not going anywhere close to you. You have fangs for a reason. We're meat eaters. <laughs> okay, now away from the meat eaters. <laughs> Jojo's. I like it rare too. Oh, no, Uncle, sorry. I like mine cooked. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But that's that's also the way I was brought up in our household. It was, you know, cooked fully. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is, okay. he a good, is, is he a good eater? Because that's always a thing, too, when they start on foods. You know, it's like, what do they like and what they don't like? You know? Yeah. Um, this girl can eat everything. Like, she, she doesn't turn her nose up at anything. I, I don't think we've found anything that she doesn't. That she doesn't like at this point. <laughs> yeah, that was Jess. I mean, her yeah. and her dad, they, they like, like, they'd open up a can of sardines and eat it. You know, oh, dog legs and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm going to get sick in the corner. You know, and Jackie, right? So I have Jesse and Jaxie, right? And Jesse, the one that was on, right? She will eat anything. She can sleep anywhere. She's like so different. The other one, she can't eat, she can't eat red meat. It makes her sick. You know, she she never ate. She didn't never liked it. She just never liked it. And I would make her sit there. You know, I was like, all right, you're not leaving the table until you eat. You know, at least three bites of this. And then if I left the room for a minute, they'd be swapping things off their plates. They would take this one would take the vegetables and put them all over here. And this one, and Jackie would, you know, she so she'd eat all the vegetables. Jesse would eat all the meat. I'm just like. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny as moms we think that well when i was growing up with it they have to eat all this food and the point is so long as they're eating something right you know mm -hmm. it's good yes yeah. oh puppy in the bag uh sorry oh shiny cat <laughs> <laughs> circus around here that's cool i'm surprised so that's you seen so yeah so long as your child eats something you yeah. should be happy and yeah. it's like yeah like you know, all veggies. Snot doesn't mean that's how they're going to be for the rest of their life. Or all meat. Well, it's okay. you got a carnivore in the house. But it doesn't mean that's how they're going to be for the rest of their life. Yeah. Give them something to eat. If they, some, Ashley's going, no, no, no. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, the doctor would say the same thing. You know, they're going to eat, like Jesse would eat, tons. And then all of a sudden have a growth spurt. Mm -hmm. And then slack off the eating. You know, so now it's worried, you know. Yeah, 
Well, that's one thing my my husband was, you know, he was worried the other day. He was asking me, like, because Izzy snacks a lot. Like, she'll snack a lot throughout the day. And then, like, she doesn't necessarily eat, like, huge meals when she does that. And, I, you know, I told him, I'm like, hey, she's eating. Like, we kind of just have to be thankful for that because there's a lot of two-year-olds who don't even want to eat half the time, you know, half the time unless it's something specific. I'm like, he's eating. Just go with it. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, it depends on what she's snacking on. But I yeah. somehow doubt that you have Tootsie Rolls and chocolates in my house. <laughs> yeah. That's my house. Jake, you've seen him munching on the apples. He he eats constantly. That kid, he's huge. He's big for his, you know, his his age group. He looks like, you know, in, in daycare, he's like the monster kid. Mm-hmm. You know? And all the other ones look like little teeny babies crawling around. And like they're the same age. Yeah, Izzy's Izzy's the same way. Uh, she's always been in like the ninety ninth percentile for height and weight. So I'm like, nah, whatever. She's fine. She's healthy. Yeah. In the chat room, we have Ashley going, no, 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 to the raw meat. My sensitive tummy can hear you guys talk about it. She's pregnant. <laughs> oh, yes, this will be her second. And she doesn't know whether it's boy or girl. She's going to wait till baby pops his head, his or her head out, and say, Hello, mom. I am. This is, hmm, sorry? Is it her first one? No, her second. Her first one is a little girl, Mila Rain. This, oh. That's, the, that's the, the cotton candy lady. Yeah. This girl can make some mean cotton candy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I eat it. So, oh, eat it in front of me. Oh, yeah. Did that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all the time. She's out to a good snack. She eats in front of me all the time. I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm chewing my pencil. <laughs> um, okay, next. Let's get back onto the questions again. What do you want to be your legacy for your daughter? Um. So I think about I think about this a lot, and um. You know, I, I know we joke about like saying that, you know, like my daughter is going to hate me when she reads this book or she's going to need therapy or something like that. But, you know, my big thing is I want her to know that like you're capable of doing anything. Like it doesn't matter what what life throws at you. Like you can still do or be or whatever you you want to you want to do and i think that's just such an important thing to instill in young girls especially you know hmm yep yep i i agree with that um i mean my dad always said you know if someone else can do it so can you you know yeah taught us to be very strong and independent so i taught my girls to be strong and independent and um kicked them into play and they're both doing wonderful today you know so that's you know that's a it's a hard thing to do but it's a good thing to do yeah Yeah, actually in the chat room commented our doctor has told us just to look at what our kid eats over an average just keep putting things on her plate in little bits and don't stress about it it's true as long as they're eating and if they're eating in between snacks snacks in between meals Give them apples and celery and whatever they want. Like, here, fruit bowl. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Izzy eats a lot of, um, she eats a lot of like nuts and, um, you know, cracker, like crackers, stuff like that. Um, you know, and I'm fine with that, yeah. with that kind of stuff. 
Fruit my fruit. niece. Fruit. Oh my God, bananas and, and grapes. Well, fruit she breaks her out. She gets a horrible, horrible rash on her butt. Like anytime she eats fruit, it's literally like as soon as she poops, oh, she breaks out in a horrible rash. Yeah, my kids she loves fruit. fruit. Yeah, apple juice. Yeah. Like yeah, oh, apple juice would make their butt go on fire. Uh huh. Yeah. It's the acid in it. But yeah, my yeah. niece, my youngest niece, she'll take a green pepper, any kind of pepper. Green, yellow, red, whatever, and she just eats like an apple. <laughs> eats around it and gives back the core part. I was like, "Child, I love you." <laughs> I couldn't do that. How old is she? She just turned six. Wow. Yep. And she's all my my sister has always been healthy, not like not overly abundant, like like whereas I would have donuts and cookies <laughs> in my my cupboards. She would have, you know, healthy snacks like, you know, granola. And and her her last munchkin, um, she's like, yeah, Mama loves her cotton candy. You would not believe it. Um, but my niece, I I got a there was uh, peppers on sale, so I got a big thing because I like peppers. I like them when they're cooked. I like them raw. But she like just she took really one like and she was like, <laughs> she just ate it like an apple. It's like, cool, interesting. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I can't do that. And I'm 33. No. I'll, I'll cut them up and put them with dip. Uh, with what? Or stuff them. Stuff peppers. Oh, yes, please. I can't. I, can't. I, I love all that stuff. You know, I'm Italian. You know, sausage, peppers, onions. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, he's so good. Loved it. But then I got to that point. I just, I can't eat them because I, if I eat peppers one day, I'm eating them for a week, if you understand. <laughs> like, Every time you, you know what's, but you know what's good. You know what's good for the certain. Okay, we're kind of sort of off topic, but a lot of people have different kinds of indigestion, and some people have to have lemon. It's uh, the best thing for me when I have indigestion. Excuse me, but forget all that tums and maylots and all that pickles. It's the vinegar and the pickle juice. It's the pickle juice that I could I could just take a sip of pickle juice, and in two seconds, all my indigestion is gone. So if you can have. If you can handle pickles, and I mean, don't go out and buy white vinegar. It has to, be, for some reason, it has to be pickle juice. I mean, I guess you could, but I've always just I like pickles. the pickles. <laughs> Dill pickles, not gherkins. Dill pickles, and just take a sip huh. of juice the next time you have an indigestion. Because our body has two types of acids that it reacts to. For me, lemons, that type of acid. Oh God, no! I'm sick as a dog, and it just takes me two minutes after drinking it. And I was like, oh, forget that stuff. But Drink, I can drink pickle juice and my tummy is like, going, <laughs> that's amazing. So I had horrible, horrible heartburn when I was pregnant and I literally drank a gallon of milk every two days because I was like, it was the only thing that would yeah. help my heartburn. Right. Yeah. I wish I would have known about pickle juice yeah. because Try drinking it. so much milk makes you gain a shit ton of weight. Just throwing that yeah. out there. Yeah. Yes, Ashley, yes. Ashley in the chat room. I have literally eaten half a watermelon while watching you guys. Hey, <laughs> tell me. Well, that's not a bad thing. They're mostly water, water. but there's a lot of yeah. sugar in um, watermelon. Like a lot of the good, you know. I, yeah, I healthy. I know it's not, not carrots like have the sugar content yeah. when it comes to vegetables. No. Like I know, but like all the things I do like, that's fruit is <gasps> sugary content. Peaches <laughs> and you know. Oh, I, I'm in love with Ashley's child. Every day my kid asks for her salad, which is cucumbers, tomatoes, feta cheese, and balsamic. That is her go-to. Don't get me wrong. 
girl loves her chocolate too. Yeah. I'm sure she uh, when Mila and I, when, when this is over with, I'm coming over to your house and Mila and I are having salad. <laughs> it, it's all good until you add that god awful cheese on it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but that's biased. That's Greek cheese and you're Italian. You just don't. <laughs> How do you put something in your mouth that smells like rotten feet by the time it gets it doesn't smell like rotten feet you hello right not a whole right parmesan right and romano on her spaghetti right, right? It. it's impossible you have to eat like this and why who wants to eat something that they have to eat like this no i want to have nice good smelling what about parmesan and romano i like them and you know well, they smell too my father used to call it stinky feet cheese Oh, no, because it's powdered, and you just put a little bit on your pasta, you know, or put a little in your sauce while you're cooking it. You know? We're not going to have this discussion. Like normal cheese. Normal cheese. American cheese. Mozzarella cheese. Can, can you believe we've only been doing this show together for, for since March? <laughs> <laughs> we kind of get along well. <laughs> That's awesome. And we've never met in person. And when we do... God help the world. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. Can I be there? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Bob's probably gonna leave the house. <laughs> oh yes. It would have to be absolute woman woman time. And yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of wine going on. That yeah. We'll have to each bring a swear jar. <laughs> no, we'd have some. We'd have some fun. Um, yes. All right, wait, wait, wait. We got more cheese, cheese okay. conversations going on. Let's, let's <laughs> oh, we got mega feta. <laughs> mega the feta debate of the night has been cheese. There you go. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. This was supposed to be about one thing, but as always, we always see the cash shiny thing. So, so we're never, yes. JoJo, you will be there as well. We're going to have to hire out a venue and just say, everybody, okay. You've got two weeks to get your asses down here. <laughs> right. right. First, I got to oh, get my passport. Well, we can hook up with, uh, what's your name, over in Jamaica. <gasps> oh, yeah. We're all going to Jamaica. Yes. <laughs> what, what happened? I had, had a guest on the show here, and she holds, uh, she lives in Jamaica, but she holds events for mostly women, and it's in Jamaica. So we're all yeah. hard and partying. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. She'll, she'll, oh, yeah. Sheila Price Brooks. Yeah, she has like yeah. she does like a sleep paralysis type thing and whatnot. But she is hilarious. You would love her, and she's like, yeah, yeah, everybody come to Jamaica. We're like, yep, what happens? Yeah. Jamaica stays. Heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamaica, we're Jamaica's, baby, we're going to Jamaica. <laughs> she's got all the rums going on, and she's like, tell us, okay, we're coming. And my daughter was like, uh, mom, I said yes. We said we'd bring the daughter. Just don't come out and party with me. I might get in trouble. <laughs> says para party in Jamaica. There you go. No, that would be work. We don't want to have work. Yeah, no, We're just over there. No, no, no work. I'm working out people's nerves before then, but yeah. para, para party is a, an event that I, I used to throw with um, my old partner. My actually my partner um, here that used to be partner in crime with me. Yeah, we used to have um, annual para parties because we do paranormal events and stuff. So we had this thing that people would get together and meet paranormal people without having to do the work. Cause we go to these events where you have to work all the time. You have to have your table and you got to do the vending and you got to do this and ghost songs and whatnot. So we wanted to have just the party, 
about the work. So, so we made this thing, Power Party. We had it all themed. So we had, like, you know, everyone wear costumes. We give prizes for the best costumes. It was a ball. You know, we did. We had a, a great time. And then the party continued, like, we'd have a venue, we'd have a hall, we'd have food, we, you know, all this stuff, um, DJs and dancing and whatnot. And then we rented, like, the second floor of a hotel, and everybody was there, and we had a PJ party all night. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So we did, what, three or four of them. And, and uh, uh, then we got busy with the other events. Dancing and singing at the pool, yes, all that kind of stuff. Chris George, he, oh my God, it's a doll, Pookie, yeah. Pookie, yeah, you never know what he's gonna do, never, never, never. But yeah, no, no, no. true Italian. <laughs> yeah, but talk about okay. good dads. He's a good dad. He loves his kids more than anything, you know. But speaking of, how many would you would you want to have? How many more? Yeah, just one. one yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, like, you know, all right, because I'm a big big Italian family, right? I'm Finnish and Italian. I don't look Italian. I look Finnish. I look like my father, right? But I'm Finnish and Italian, or I always say a finished wop. But the, the Italian side, everyone, you know, my mom, and everybody else had, you know, tons of kids. It's like, so many cousins we rent a hall every year to get everybody together for christmas right so it's like it's huge but i can't imagine having seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven kids you know i'm like i'm sorry three and i maxed out yeah and my third one was a gift yeah. Yeah. i have a girlfriend that's one of 14. well my husband's one of 13. yeah wow so that is that i cannot imagine that yeah no would drive my mother crazy. Yeah, yeah. They don't I, make minivans that big. I know. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Is the mom on drugs? Get a little sports car. <laughs> tell dad to take the school bus. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Chuck you, Farley. I'm going into the car all by myself. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably get a motorcycle or something. Like, yeah. you can't fit on this. Yep, you don't. Oh, Onyx got a nice new haircut. <sighs> yeah. It's Onyx. Look, TV. There's Jaina. Hi, puppy. Hi, puppy. Oh, I love that dog. He went to the groomers today. Thank God he's all clean and shiny. Oh, nice. My dog. My dog's in being a lunk on the bed. But now mine's literally laying against my back right now. Oh, nice heating pad. <laughs> Do what? Exactly. A heating pad. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We're very pet friendly around here, but we are oh, yeah. coming down, we, we're, we're coming down to the end. All right. So wow. you do have plans though for more books, right? Yes. You got to with the way yeah. you write, you got to. So this port again, Izzy will kill you, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think Izzy will be able to sit there and go, see mom, I know what you, I understand it now. I yeah. get it now when she gets to have her own babies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that's a long way away. Oh, yeah. It, it gets here faster than you expect. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know, then you get to the point where it's like you don't, you pray that they don't come too soon. But then I was yeah. getting to the point where, you know, I mean, Jesse, she's just 35. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, please. It's time. 
know, yeah, but some people are made to be great aunts and uncles. So hello, I'm okay with that too. A grandchild. She, you know, she's married. Her husband's older than she is, and he's got grown kids. So she won't give me any money. <laughs> I know. Just, hey, I've got, I finally have my one grandchild. I never wanted to be a grandparent because I didn't think I was old enough to be a grandma, right? But I am now grandma, officially. She'll be a year in August, Aww. and we're done. So, children of mine, if you're listening to the show, no, I don't need any more. I'm just, dad might want more, but I'm good. Yeah, I think I think Jake is my one and done. You know, I think, because I don't know, I don't think she wants to go through it again, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Life has a way of surprising you sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. See this this is my best baby here. This is good. I know I, I, love, I don't have to change his diaper. Well, I love my children, but you know. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh my god, look at that oh, fish. Look at you. Is it that is this still a puppy? Is it wait? Is that full grown? Yeah. Oh yeah, she god. is. She was a rescue. Oh, she's so cute. She's yeah. got to have boxer in her. Look at Definitely. that. Face. She's, a, she's a puggle. She's half pug, half <gasps> Oh, my God. How cute. Puggle. <laughs> like the name. I love the names that they give them. I want to read my, I have a papillon. So she's the butterfly dog, you know. So and And I always wanted to breed her with a Pomeranian. I'm like, we can call them Pappy Poms. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> begged me not to. They said, you know, that would be a grooming nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because the Papillons have long fur and the Pomeranians have. Oh, look, I saw, I saw Lassa Apso mixed with a, I saw Lassa Apso mixed with a, oh God, I can't remember what the other one was, but it looked like an English sheepdog, a miniature English sheepdog. And then, and then two minutes later, because Onyx had to go to the vets. And then two minutes later, I saw a full Lassa Abso. And that's got a lot of hair. That has more hair than me. And my husband was like, what the heck is that? It's like, cousin it. Oh, no. oh right. JoJo's got a new foster, a Pomeranian Jack Russell Chihuahua. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, we, I, I love dogs. But my next one's going to be a fox. I'm going to have a fox. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be a fox. Yeah, that's awesome. I need a fox. I I need one. But um, my, uh, my husband wanted to get a raccoon. Um, oh my! my okay, I've got them in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, we have plenty around our property, but he wanted one for a pet. Yeah, they make great pet pets. They do. Yeah. I had a friend who had one for many many years, and and it was humongous. Those suckers get humongous, and it used to sit on her neck, like a fur collar, when she would do dishes. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, my, my late husband had one, and he, it was named Farkle. <laughs> but it would, sit, it would eat Oreos. It would sit and eat Oreos, and then if someone went to grab it, it would just, like, kind of slowly reach out, and as soon as your hand got to it, it would grab it away from you. It's like my Oreos, you know? But then he would, the Farkle would give one to Mark, and, like, here, you can have one. But mouth you know and then he'd just touch his face he'd touch his face really gently <laughs> uh, so cute you know but you know they do make good pets yeah i, I just i don't know we compromise on the dog there you go 
<laughs> well, it's good Wait a minute, do I hear a cat? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Now she wants to get in. Yeah. Um, she's like, "Hello, I need to be on camera too." Hello. <laughs> well, you got three minutes. We got three minutes left. So you got three minutes of fame. Let's get it. All right. Um. All right. What? Okay. Wait a second. Let me put up your links here real quick here because we're where, okay. Where? So the real mom. Seriously, you need to get the. Yeah, get yes. this book. All right. Uh, get the book. Read it. Get it as a get it as a gift for somebody who you know is going through stuff. Yes. You know, if you know that somebody is going through this and they don't want it, they just kind of like don't want to hear it. This is a great book to get as a gift because it's not it's not a, a, a medical doctor type. It's another mom going through it. Say so, somebody will look at this and go, oh, "Holy shit." I'm not alone in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's it. It's a, it's a great it's a it's a it's a great thing that you do with people. It's just no doubt about it. it so is. you should really get your book now. Is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. Um, it's sold anywhere where Ingram books are sold. So basically, any bookstore. I mean, not that you can go to bookstores right now, but when you can, um, <laughs> any bookstore. And then it's available through my website, too, at therealmomstuff.com. Okay. Cool. Perfect. So that's it. Mommy's got a tramp stuff. Check out the other blogs and the other podcasts and try to get, you know, if you're a new mom or a to-be mom or... No mom. No mom. You go through this crap. You know, join the groups. Um, just just look her up. I mean, you know, yeah. we did have a, a bunch of questions. She's, she's one of a kind. There's okay, we're almost out of time. She's yeah. one of a kind. You'll not find any other Cassie Pig on Facebook. So get your asses <laughs> up there and find her. Mm. That is so true. That is so true. But listen, thank you so much for putting up with us and our shiny balls tonight. And <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was great. I knew it was going to be a, a fun interview. So I'm going to play our exit video. But hang hang for a couple minutes. Okay. Okay. So we'll be back. Thank you guys for listening, for watching. See you next week. That's right. Bye. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of The Fox Den. We would love it if you would go over to our YouTube channel, which is The Fox Den, hosted by Gina Bankston. Please like and subscribe our channel and join us in the chat room there while we stream live every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll see you next week. Good night.